everybody is born with a little something extra, and sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and, and makes us do the things that we do. We're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org. Hey guys, we are back again with a little something extra with me, Nancy Gianni, and of course, the DG. Oh yeah, and who else do we have with us? Asangu Su. All right, and but me. the more important thing is we have a really <laughs> special guest today, Gigi. What's her name? Ellen Boyer. Ellen Boyer. Oh my gosh, Ellen Boyer is like mm. this gift from God, <laughs> and I'm so excited to have her on here because as a mother who, who will do anything for their child, this woman is exactly the same way. She started um, the Brett Boyer Foundation. She works for um, just making a better life for individuals with Down syndrome, for children fighting heart disease. And I'm not going to say too much more because I really want her to tell her story because mm -hmm. I'm, I'm blown away by her. And I'm, I'm just, it gives me goosebumps when I even think about everything that she's doing. So without <laughs> further ado, why don't we get to our girl, Ellen Boyer. Hi. Ellen, thank I'm you so, so much. I'm so, so excited to finally get to chat with you guys. I am beyond blessed and inspired by everything that you're doing, girl. And I have to say, that picture behind you, for everybody who's not listening, she's got the I mean, not watching, she's got the most gorgeous picture of her and her daughter behind <laughs> her. And it's, it's amazing. So can you tell us thank a little you. bit about your story, your journey? And um, what brought you to where you are in the Down syndrome world today and the heart space today and everything else that's going on? Thank you. So um, um, Bo and I um, were married for several years and had been trying to have children for a long time and um, finally got pregnant with our little miracle baby, um, baby girl, Sadie Brett. And we were very, very uneducated about down syndrome and certainly uneducated about congenital heart disease. Um, so we were beyond shocked um, when we found out that Brett would have both. And um, I wasn't, what we say now is we definitely were not fortunate enough to have someone in our life who had Down syndrome who could show us that this was nothing to be scared of and everything that we should be excited about. Um, and so when Brett was born, we quickly um, realized that for ourselves. And um, when it came time for Brett's heart repair um, or for her big heart surgery, we just were expecting for things. She, her particular heart defect, she had an AV canal defect, which is really common um, with kids with Down syndrome. Um, but it has a 97% repair rate or success rate and um, we just never dreamed that we would be in the 3% or that Brett would be in the 3%. And so um, we also, you know, just felt like when we got that diagnosis with her heart, we felt like we were the only parents in the world that had ever been told that. But then when we got in the ICU and we looked around and there's 38 beds and they're all full and they stayed full for the whole 100 days that we were there with her, um, just really realized how common it is um, among kids with Down syndrome and without. Um, 
and how underfunded research was. And then ultimately when, we, when she passed away, um, we really just decided to dedicate our life to celebrating her Down syndrome diagnosis and making sure that people understood that that's not what we lost her to. Right. And that congenital heart disease needs a cure. Down syndrome does not. Oh, that is beyond awesome. And I, I, I'm telling you, standing up and doing what you do. You know, I have Gigi every day, so I get to see my inspiration every single day, as do you, and she lives on through her photos. And, and But the fact that you are stepping up and stepping out and getting things done just blows me away. We, we had a mom who lost um, her daughter at five years old, and her daughter had gotten so much through Gigi's between speech therapy, our literacy program. She was a little chatterbox and doing things. And after she passed, her mom like you, dedicated her life to giving a voice to individuals with Down syndrome. So we started the Amina Gray Speech and Language Program here at Gigi's at one location, and we now have that location. Now we have it at 22 Gigi's Playhouse locations because of beautiful Amina and her family stepping up to make a change and to have a legacy and, you know, have um, give every child with Down syndrome a voice. So when I yeah. see you amazing moms who have unsufferable loss, I mean, how do you... You know, a loss of a child and going on to help others is such an incredible blessing. Such an incredible blessing. Thank you. Well, I definitely, I feel like, you know, everybody grieves differently, but this um, was really something when we sat down, I knew I've got to find something to do with this love, this great, great right. love that I have for her. And I've got, where do I put it now? Right. And I was very fortunate, very blessed that, I mean, Bo was on the same page and then that my sister-in-law and brother-in-law were like, we're, we're here to help you. And, and really, we kind of banded together and decided to um, see how we could do this. And it's definitely grown into something that I don't think any of us really even were thinking this big, but um, right. I'm beyond grateful. Well, and that's I think that that's such a big piece when you don't even know what you're capable of, you know, and that that's your something extra, like is, is putting mm -hmm. it out there and doing it. Like when, when we started Gigi's, I never dreamed we'd have, 20 years later, we have 57 locations. We serve families, 83 countries. Everything we do is still free and everybody told me it couldn't be done. Everyone told me a model of free programs for is not gonna happen. Free tutoring and literacy, math, career skills, like for every age group, you know, from prenatal diagnosis through career skills, we do everything for free and everyone said it was impossible. Everyone said it Wouldn't that have be been done. something if when you got your Down syndrome diagnosis, if the doctor could have come in and told you all that was possible, right? Right, What a refreshing, yes. different perspective that right. they should have. Absolutely. And I'm so grateful that you guys are out there spreading that. And, and again, what you're going to find is 10 years down the road, 20 years down the road, you're going to be running into people and they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I remember walking in and hearing Brett's story. And that inspired me. And that that's what to this day still blows me away with Gigi's like that's what happens. You're changing people's lives every day by protecting a population of people who desperately need us. So I'm so grateful, so grateful to you. And I know Franco as a sibling has yeah. been yeah, has been talking about you and about the foundation and what you've been doing and, and we're just so happy to have you here. Well, I was curious too, is that when when Brett was born, if you knew that I mean Obviously, you didn't know what the future was going to hold, but you did know that you were going to have a baby with Down syndrome. Uh, did you always like have this intention that you wanted to live this life of advocacy for her and build this this bigger world for her than was already available? Not at all. Um, <laughs> right. I knew the like. I just Bo and I say all the time. 
she saved my life and changed my life completely. I, um, I don't want to say that I was just going through the motions before she was born, but I don't know that I felt such a purpose of, or that I knew that I was capable of doing more than I was doing. And um, the fact that she did that for not just us, but for our whole family and for our community, like right off the bat before the foundation was even started, she did that just by being without Mm -hmm. speaking a word. Um, And so it definitely, I mean, being her mother is truly the honor of my life. I know every mother feels that way. And, and I mean, it just certainly was, is true for me as well. Um, but you know, I just, yeah, the advocacy, like I didn't, I didn't really even know that that part of me existed until it's time to stand in, in rounds and be mama bear and Mm -hmm. catch and do things and be like, oh no, we've tried that med. It doesn't work for her. And like, I, I have always been a peacekeeper, but that she brought out the yes. side of me I didn't know existed. Sometimes I know Bo wishes I could put it back to sleep. But... <laughs> <laughs> She's awake. Right. Yeah, Uh-oh. Right. Don't poke the bear. Oh, that's awesome. And it that's, really yeah. And we're so, well, so tell me, and I remember, and I can't, because I, when I first heard about the whole foundation, what is the, the, is it the white pony? No. Oh, yes. What is the white pony? I remember reading about it, and that I think that, like, I, did your sister-in-law say she was going to buy her a white pony or something? Yes. So Bo's sister, Caroline, is the best. Um, she's actually working a couple of rooms over oh, right now. Oh, that's awesome. But, um, she's just, they've always had such a wonderful relationship, and she they pick on each other big time. And so um, <laughs> mine and Bo's backyard is, not even a quarter of an acre. I mean, it's tiny. Yeah. <laughs> and so when Brett was born, Caroline was like, I'm going to get a white pony and bring it over and y'all can keep it in your backyard. <laughs> and I was like, Ellen, don't laugh at her. She'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> She'll make it happen. <laughs> and, um, you know, through they, she was there for us the whole hospital stay and, and loved Brett so much. And I just remember her promising her in the hospital, I'm gonna get you that pony. I promised it, and I'm gonna get it for you. And so, um, right after Brett passed away, um, one of our mutual friends that Caroline's been friends with for a really long time that um, she volunteers at an animal rescue place here in Tennessee, and they rescued a little teeny white pony. Oh and my gosh! Caroline was like, I knew that was her, her baby, her pony, and um, she rescued that pony, and it's turned into oh gosh, almost. 35 animals. Oh, no way. Not in your backyard, obviously. (laughs) And um, it's the happiest, most beautiful, brightest place on earth. So, oh, that is awesome. That is. And that's Brett's barn now? That's Brett's barn, yeah. Oh, that's awesome. And that's a part of the foundation now, too. You guys do different things with that barn as well, right? Well, so everything with the barn, Caroline funds completely by herself. Um, It's on their property. She's got some big stuff in the works that I'm going to wait and let her share. Um, She's, it's always been her dream for it to be in a public spot. And that's, um, you know, she's from day one, been working hard on that, but it's just really been a conduit that, you know, of a place where we've taken families actually from the Gigi's Nashville um, location, Mm -hmm. um, the Down Syndrome Association here, we try to do like 
whoever fundraises the most, we bring out those for those organizations, we bring them out um, oh, as awesome. something to help Gigi's in the DSAMT fundraise. Awesome. Um, but then to like, just if there's a family that's finally getting out of the hospital that we've been able to take over, but we definitely hope that it's something we can have from CHD Awareness Day there when it's yes. in a more public place that's easier to access. That is so awesome. But yeah, it's just really been, you know, like inspired by Brett and hopefully leads back to all of, you know, the mission of the foundation, which is, you know, celebrating Down syndrome and supporting and funding CHD research. That's so Isn't it amazing how our kids touch people? Yes. That's, I mean, I feel like that. Like I said, I was asleep to it before she was born. And now yeah. it's just like to continue um, well, a week ago, Tuesday will be a week ago, February 21st, made the um, six-year mark since she oh, passed away. And every year it means it, it's something new about the way that she touched people then and right. continues to. And it makes me just... Um, does my grieving heart very good to see her legacy alive. So meant to be that she was meant to be here for that short time to inspire yes. people and to inspire you and to, I mean, just the gift. She she just is going to be living on forever through all these people that she's helping. So amazing. And that's because of you, girl. That was you, like, digging deep, finding your something extra, going, I, I have to do something. I have a lot of help, but I appreciate you saying Well, that. you know what, though? And thank you, God, for that. You know what I mean? That yes. you have a sister-in-law who jumped right in with you. And, and we talk all the time, when you know, and Franco started that campaign earlier this year, acceptance, you know, it's our My DS story. And it's acceptance through understanding. Because once people meet our kids, they get the opportunity to be around them. That's where that acceptance happens. That's where they, you know, we, yes. we the, that ripple effect. You know, when people come to the Playhouse, that's what we want to do field trips similar to what you know you do with the barn yeah. like let people just be exposed if you meet our kids if you get to understand the gift that they are you will be their advocate mm -hmm. you will not yeah. make fun of them you will protect them so the more yeah. we can get their beautiful little faces out there that you know that's why with Gigi's why we're open in strip malls and we're in places where you have to see us like we are yeah. not putting our kids in a church basement because that implies that's where they belong you know we right. want them out in the community where they belong, opening up dialogue so that parents have something to talk about, a place to bring their kids for a tour to have some fun. And you know, there's nothing but fun that happens at Gigi's. So like, yeah. expose your kids, bring them around. Yes. You know, you could say, don't be mean, don't do that. But when you actually can open up that dialogue by them, acceptance through action, that's the most important thing, the most important thing. So I have a question I too, a little bit about the foundation. Um, yeah. So I know that you guys, of course, want to be able to provide advocacy for, for the Down syndrome community, and you know, spread the word of acceptance and and just you know, and learn, learn about Down syndrome. But when it comes to the uh, congenital heart disease side, um, what kind of like studies are you guys funding, and what type of like research are you guys trying to conduct, or I guess fund the conduction of? So in the beginning, we were, Brett was a patient at Vanderbilt and we love their team and I love that hospital so much. We'll forever support them. But so starting out, everything we funded was just like, well, research projects that they have going there, which are all fabulous. But then yeah. as things grew, we ended up creating a medical advisory board. And so now it's really all around the country. We've got several there in Boston, um, Philadelphia, um, Johns Hopkins, Gosh, where else now? Um, 
Children's of in Charleston and Duke. And um, in Cincinnati, forget about that one. Um, but so um, it really started out. The majority of the projects that we were funding were all things that I thought I knew could have made a difference for her. Um, as far as Brett needed a mitral valve replacement, they don't make them small enough for her. So oh, we've wow. um, okay. that was really the turning point where we were all like, Hell no. Yeah. This Hell no. Yeah. Yeah. When I mean, you know, with my limited medical understanding, I, I we sat down with our surgeon and I was like, what did you need to save her life? How yeah. could you have made it better? He yeah. was like, well, I mean, they don't make a valve replacement small enough for how, you know, the diameter that she needed. I was like, I don't understand why they can't just make them smaller. He was like, well, there's no return on investment for the medical <gasps> oh community. Gosh. And I was, that was our heads blew off our body. We were like, no more. Yeah. There nope. might not be a financial return on investment, but that's not what we're in this for. Oh my God. Um, well, and I saw too that I saw on your website that it's like one in 100 kids are born with some type of like congenial heart defect. And yep. so, how is there not enough of a demand for that? I mean, if it's one in 100 and these kids are having it at such an early age, like at, at birth, I would imagine that you know, those valves are obviously needed as they clearly well, so were. The majority, and the majority of the things that they use were created for an adult need. Like some of the stents they use were created mm. for an adult gallbladder wow. and they just get emergency clearance to use it. The thing that makes it really complex, the more I understand of it mm -hmm. is you could have, you know, a thousand kids with this same heart defect. But then there's all these different nuances that make each child different. Like, for instance, I mean, so many children have an AV canal defect, but it's whether or not that valve is um, is affected a lot of times makes the difference, you know, of, of the three, why it's not successful for the 3% okay. or not repairable. Um, and then as far as like with different kids with either hyperplastic left or hyperplastic right, there's so many different things with that for them that also play into the severity of how, you know, um, small their ventricle is. Um, so it does make it tough to create a one size fits all. There's not a yeah. one size fits all. Totally. Um, but um, we are um, invested in and have are invested in a valve project at Boston that's past FDA approval that that's the other thing is that when you have to repair a child's valve for when they are in a, a newborn to say six months, you're going to have to constantly replace as they grow. Yeah. So, right. You know, they may survive the first two open heart surgeries, but what about the third or fourth one? Mm -hmm. Like for Brett, ultimately we had her heart repaired well enough for her to survive. And then we lost her to a blood infection. Oh. With life in ICU. I mean, and with all these tubes and things that you're just not meant to have in your body, be there. Mm -hmm. um, but so if we could eliminate a couple of these surgeries by making it where this valve could be, you know, dilated via cath. So there's a lot of different studies like that um, out there that this valve, I think, will change the trajectory for so many kids because it can be placed in the pulmonary position, which is a lot of see a lot of kids with CHD have pulmonary valve disease. Mm -hmm. And then eventually they hope that it will be a mitral valve option replacement. Wow. 
Did you ever yeah. think you would know all that language that you just said right no. now? <laughs> no, my best friend says, um, she was like, I've never seen you so sharp as when Brett was in the hospital. It was like I was that meme where the guy's smoking and it's got like right. 20 different arrows. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, you oh. learn quick when your life depends yeah. on it. 100%. I mean, You're ingrained. Um, yeah. And, and now it's all so personal that it's things that like I would have probably fallen asleep because a lot of it is over my head. Don't get me wrong. Totally. As far no, as what their research, that's why we have a medical advisory board that I try to <laughs> trick into thinking that I understand what they're talking about. You just got the language down. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, it gets the more I get into it, I have to read them less and less. Like it used to be, I'd have to read it 10 times for me to grasp what right. they're talking about. But, yes. Or read it out loud. Like when I'm doing stuff like that, that I have to read it out loud. Yes. Right? Yeah. I fully grasp it. Yes. Yeah. Some, I mean, you know, if I had read this 10 years ago, I would have been asleep. Yep. To be honest. Because totally. I wouldn't have grasped it. But. Yes. And then it's just something crazy that it's just like such a common thing within just the Down syndrome community and, yeah. and the disability community in general. It's just the fact that it's then so just underserved and just underfunded is just frustrating. Right. At least just because yeah. it's so common. Well, one of the things, too, that we feel like we um are so proud of is that Bo and I you know after we got out of the hospital um actually the day we were leaving the hospital the day she passed away I said we've got we've got to go get therapy and he was like I think we're okay I was like it's that's not the point we have seen too much oh my gosh yeah I can't afford to lose you too and the statistics about what a marriage endures from living life in the hospital. I was like, I don't want to be a statistic in that. And so I was thankful that, I mean, I don't know how clear I wasn't really thinking clear at the time, but I'm so grateful that we did make that effort. And then I saw, I mean, it is wild, crazy expensive um, and not covered by your insurance most of the time for that therapy. And so um, we have started at Vanderbilt. We've funded a full-time psychologist for all cardiac families. That's awesome. Um, to help siblings, to help patients themselves, and of course, to try to help nurture the whole family through this process. I still see different things with my mom that she carried from seeing her, you know, grandchild there. Of um, and her trying to be there for me, you know, she was trying not to show how painful it was to her, but the whole family is affected in that whole situation. And so trying to help give people some tools for building up for their surgery, establishing the rapport before tragedy hits and before, you know, it's Mm -hmm. complete chaos. Um, But we've funded that at Vanderbilt and at Duke and are looking to help support Cincinnati's got some really big movements in um, supporting mental and emotional health through your hospital stay that we're that's huge. Them. And I think that people don't even think about. And I think, I mean, thank God that you were, that you had that thought. You know what I mean? To even in that moment too. But you know what? Because you don't want to lose. You guys were, post-traumatic stress, I'm sure, was all right there. You guys went through the worst trauma of your life together. And I've heard about, like, even the, living with a diagnosis can pull families apart. So then when yeah. you add the death of a child to that and then the mm-hmm. trauma of, you know, that 100 days of, of more than 100 days of living through all of that, just, I mean, the fact that you, you did that, that, like, thank you, God, that you were just, he was working through you, getting to you to where you guys needed to be. I was definitely not in a good place. And I told Bo, I've never, ever felt God's hands on us so much because 
I don't even know where the thought came from. I just, it was regardless, like, I'm so grateful that yeah. we jumped in. I mean, before things, cause you start to learn like we, he and Bo and I have grieved completely differently. Bo's quiet, steady, mm-hmm. um, not irrational. And I'm none of those things. Right. <laughs> so, um, it has been so healing for me though. Every time that I get to say her name and tell her story and I have to recognize that sometimes it's that's too painful for him and I have to recognize when to give him space this is you know like and it I'm grateful that someone on the outside was able to give us tools to see like how grieving these are why this is why he's acting that's this way is because that's what he wants from you so he's assuming you want that from him and right anyway but those are amazing tools I mean the thought that I I didn't realize you were also helping in that capacity that's really huge Ellen and, and something that People don't talk about as much because it's therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they don't. Well, we hope to, you know, like, honestly, we had social work came and sat down with us because, like I said, with Brett's surgery, we weren't expecting anything to go wrong. Right. And so we hadn't really met with anyone beforehand to kind of establish rapport. So when they came in to check on me, I was like, what can you do for me? You can help her. Yeah. I can't think about myself right now, Mm -hmm. you know, but. Well, we're hoping with all of this study that they have going at Cincinnati and, and is that we hope that when you receive a CHD diagnosis, that it will be presented in the way of, look, we're going to check your blood pressure because we know it needs to be checked. Right. We're also going to provide these services because the families come before you and said, I wish so bad I'd had some tools in a community that's like, I know exactly what you're about to go through and here's totally. what's about to happen. That's really cool. If there is any way that we can help you through our platform, something we can do, especially I really believe in that that big therapy piece. That's such a big piece. So many of our families, as you know, go through these heart issues. I mean, we were so blessed. Gigi had open heart surgery, but she only had two holes. You know what I mean? Like yeah. for us. And that to me was like the worst day of my life. I was like oh, talking yeah. to that surgeon showed up. I'm like, were you guys drinking this weekend? Because I need your hands to be as steady as they can be. Like I was freaking out. <laughs> And I'm like, but you know what? For them, it was just another day at work. Mm-hmm. For me, it was the worst oh, day of my life, you know, but I know. for them. How, how they do what they do, I will never understand because that's what we were talking about too. We're hoping to eventually expand that for nursing staff, physicians, wow. because, you know, they'll walk into our room, which is the worst day of our life. And the next day, it's somebody that's finally going home and having a great day and right. how they are able to compartmentalize everything. I mean, it has to wear and tear on them for sure. Absolutely. Well, yeah, we'll think about that. If there's any way we can help, any way we can partner with you, I mean, that to me, that's the most important thing we can do. The most important thing we can do is take care of our parents so they can take care of their kids. You know what I mean? And it's it's something I think that gets overlooked a lot because, you know, the child is the one with the you know, the medical yeah, a lot need. Of the attention goes there. Yeah. It's not necessarily. And like you said, when they came to help you, you're like, get out of here, help her. We just, that's what, that's what we do mm-hmm. as parents. Yeah. We're like, no, we got this. She needs your help. And then yeah. we never really get what it is that we need. So I'm really interested in that. I'm so proud of you for even Thank thinking you. of it, girl. That is freaking awesome. I don't swear. So I'm trying not to swear on the show. Yeah, Gigi said, we're only allowed to sh- share, I mean, swear in our house. It used to just be on Saturdays. And now is it? She's extended it to Fridays. So and yeah. Sundays oh, I just don't say Friday. Okay. Oh, now we have three days. Yeah. Oh, whoop whoop. I mean, sometimes you need a long weekend. We, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she's just waiting. She wants to be twenty-one so bad. This girl. That's when we're heading to Nashville when she's finally twenty-one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. 
I know. We were going to go for spring break this year, and we're still looking. You know, she's and what she can tell you about herself and her life and where she's going. But I know she's right. ready to ask some questions, aren't you? I see you. She's yeah. been waiting for us to shut up over here, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> All right, go ahead, girl. Stack the cup. I know. Oh, okay. Sorry. That was so cute. How many other kids do you have? How many other um, kids do you have? I have two other children. Brett was my oldest. Oh. Brett would be six. And then I have Wells, her baby brother. He's oh. four. And Lottie, her baby sister, is two. Oh. She just turned oh. two. How cute. Wells and Lottie. <laughs> I love the names. <laughs> that is so awesome. And I'm sure they know all about their big sister. And I think that that's such an important piece. And it's going to shape, you know, when I look at who Franco is as a sibling, I couldn't have made him that as his mom without Gigi and my other kids. I, you know, they are who they are because of their yeah. sister. And and these two are going to be the same way. And we have families, I think about little um, Isaiah who passed away during COVID. He, and he passed away, I think, at about six months. And to this day, his brother's. Um, still participate at Gigi's Playhouse because his mom always wants them to know what Down syndrome yeah. is mm-hmm. and what it's all about. And it, it's always such a – and they love it here. It's their favorite place on earth. But they're gonna, they yeah. have that same experience, you know, and because you know they're going to be the best advocates, the best siblings, the best everything they can be. For yeah. sure. Okay, Gigi, go ahead. Thank you. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, good question. How do you meet your husband? How did you meet oh. your husband? Let's see how I tell the story. <laughs> you know, I said we were going to come up with one that's a little more appropriate. Well, we met in college the night that Bo was graduating college at Georgia Southern. Oh, cool. And um, he was having a really good time <laughs> and um, because he had graduated that day. <laughs> and um, I was actually singing. Um, I sang in college. Oh, um, cool. and Yeah, and... Um, we met that night, and so the rest was like, history. Look at that hot blonde over there singing. <laughs> whoop, whoop. That is awesome. So wait, what do you mean you sang, like in a band or what, like with a choir? Like what kind of singing, girl? It was like country music band, actually. Um, so So fun. my sister-in-law and brother-in-law and then my sister, we all, and Bo, of course, all went to Georgia Southern, and um, I was singing at the time with Cole Swindell. Oh, my gosh, um, come had, like, on. a little country music Thing. No way! That is so crazy. Girl, you guys start singing again. Georgia Southern's had a lot of big singers come out, so oh obviously, uh, Luke and Cole have been two of the ones that changed big the game for oh, me. But oh hell yeah! Oh, that is <laughs> yeah. so cool. I don't have a story like. I need a good story like that. Yeah, you definitely can't I, sing. No, I cannot sing. But we all try. I can. Did you? Yeah, Jeej can. Jeej sang the national anthem at the Cubs game. Did you know that? Front of forty thousand people. Of that, actually, and it was incredible. Gigi, yeah. I love it. Killing yeah. it. Yes. All right, go ahead. What else you got? What do you love? What do you love about Nashville? You know, there's so much that I love about Nashville. Bo and I moved here ten years ago, and I love that it feels like a city, but still very much a small town. Oh, that's cool. Um, I love that there's live music all the time, and I love that us living here brought us closer to Vanderbilt. That is awesome. All right, what else? You know, just getting very oh, excited. Oh, my favorite one. This your favorite one? Yes. Oh, please. Here she goes. <laughs> is Luke Ryan really funny? Is he really funny? <laughs> He's really funny. See? He's really funny. So what I we feel see is they are. Um, 
they are the same. He and Caroline both are the same as you see them on TV. They are the same all the time, which I'm so proud of them about. And so they're so down to earth. As funny as Luke is, Caroline is funnier. No way. Is she really? Oh, yes. Oh, that's crazy. That's so awesome. Could you give a little background too as to like that whole relationship and and how you're associated there? Sure. So um, Caroline is Luke's wife and Caroline and my husband, Bo, are brother and sister. Mm -hmm. That's so so awesome. And then we all went to college together. That is so fun. I still can't believe you could sing. I'm going to make you... When I meet you in person, go. You're gonna sing for me. I'm just gonna tell you right now. I want to hear. put you on the spot. A little liquid courage. Well, I can, oh, I can take care of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure that won't be a problem. Yeah, a couple of palomas. <laughs> I'm sure you can yes. figure it out. Yeah. Very healthy stuff. Tequila's an antioxidant, so I'll keep you healthy and safe. Yeah. You guys can sing and promote gut health at the same time. That's right. Really yeah, I love it. <laughs> All right, Gigi, go ahead. We have one message. To the world, what will it be? Um, One message to the world. What will it be? That's a tough one. One message to the world is to believe that you are capable of more. Don't let let your limitations limit you. Wow. And you're living that, right? I'm telling you, I'm trying. You are, girl. But I'm really trying. You know what? Self-fulfilled prophecy. Put it out there and it happens. Like truly it happens. I try to tell people yeah. that all the time. Don't limit yourself. Let, you know, look away. I, I would have never imagined I'd be where I am today. You know what I mean? Like never. Yeah. And and this is just where, you know, God's taken all of us and he's using us as moms to get out there. We got big mouths. We know how to multitask. We get shit done. And I mean, that, no. Oh, it's not. Sorry. Uh, it's not Thursday, they? Friday or Saturday. So. We Maybe get things we could done. Say we were filming on a Friday. That's right. We'll release it. We'll release it on Maybe a Thursday. You can share this on a Friday. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so awesome. Well, the other thing is, is this is our little something extra. So everybody has this superpower. You clearly have a superpower. What do you think is your superpower? What drives you every single day? Um, I mean, being Brett Wells and Lottie's mom. That um, awesome. I don't. I don't know that I had a superpower before they were born. Truly, right? Um, and it's, you know, living for something more than myself. That is awesome. So beyond awesome. I love that living for something more than myself. <laughs> right? <laughs> oh my gosh! I am so happy that you came on today. Oh, I'm we, so happy y'all invited know. me. Thank so, you. well, we want to shine a light on Brett's life on what you're doing for the, through the Brett Boyer Foundation, whatever we can do to help, girl. We are here. You know, we've got an army behind us with all of our look, with everything we have. So whatever we can do to help in any capacity, we are here for you, sister. We are here for you. Thank you so much. Same to you guys. I appreciate yes. it. And we're so beyond proud of you. I just have to say that from one mama bear to another, girl, and you are killing and, it. And don't put the bear. And don't poke the bear. That's right. Because you better watch out and see what happens. <laughs> These are good life lessons. Yes. Oh, speaking yes. of life lessons, at the, um, the end of our podcast, Gigi likes to give some tips, don't you? Would you like to talk about that? Did you say tips? I did say tips. Tips! Woo! Get it, girl. 
here's my here are my tips for living in the moment. Ooh, living in the moment. Appreciate each and every day. Yep. Don't forget to, to smile. Spend time with people that people you love. Be happy with that you have. Mm-hmm. Fall asleep happy to wake up happy. And those are my tips for living in the moment. Those are good tips, yes. Those are great tips. <laughs> those are great tips. <laughs> Do you have anything you want to add to living life in the moment, girl? Because you're doing it every single day. Oh, thank you. You're just killing it. We are so grateful that you oh, came. y'all. This is wonderful. So fun. <laughs> I know. Well, as soon as we'll get to Nashville soon. We will. I know. Gee, but gee, you know, because my other daughter is 21, 22 now. And she's been bugging Gigi for that fake ID so that she can just go, go to all the balls. Yes, she is ready. <laughs> she is so ready. Like, I go, Gigi. She's got well, five well, months well, left. Well, I'm almost train one. Well, almost. Almost. But I have to wait. For, I have to wait until my birthday. So yeah, it's coming up. Everybody yeah. else got a fake ID, but she didn't. So I know. She's a little salty about that still. I'm not. No. 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 Not, not anymore now. Well, now she's got her boyfriend, so her boyfriend's not yes. 21 yet. So that helps, right? Yeah. 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 So y'all can wait until that birthday together. There you go. Have a have a new boyfriend, and he's really nice. Mm-hmm. He is. Tell me about him. Well, um, we meet at we met at between high school. At high school, yeah. We were we were friends for um, a year, and now we are boyfriend girlfriend now, and we always hang out. On the weekends. Mm-hmm. What else do you guys do? They work out together. Yeah, I, we, do, we do work out together. Mm-hmm. And, then we, uh, and then sometimes we always hang out too. Yeah. Sometimes they always hang yeah. out. Yeah. You yes. can see her, her and her boyfriend on TikTok. Especially you got to see. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah you might want to show Bo. Because <laughs> Bo can. Because Lucas is showing the, the men of this world how you should treat a girl. I'm sure That's Bo right. does as a Southern mm-hmm. man. I'm sure he does. But <laughs> you need to see. Yeah, look her up on TikTok and, and look at um, their relationship. And just you, can, he can't get in front of people fast enough to make sure he's the one who opens her door and so, make sure. Because so, 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 I'm a princess. Yeah, that no. is very true. Oh, as you well, should be treated. That's right. Yes, she is the princess for sure. So, well, thank you so much. Do you have anything else you want to say? Anything else? That you oh, want to just thank you so much for chatting with me today and letting me be here. And like I said, it's such a blessing every time I get to say Brett's name and tell oh. her story and how she changed our life. So thank you for giving me that opportunity today. I, I feel that too. And I will be telling Brett's story. Mm-hmm. I'm going to be spreading Brett's story and I'm going to be doing it with the playhouses too, so that they're spreading her story. And I, I think that there's so much change we can make that, and that desperately has to be made. And it, it's yes. just a shame it hasn't been priority yet. So I just thank you for making it a priority and and making it your number one priority because we need thank you, girl. You. And thank you so much. We're going to do everything we can to help you. And we are going to be signing off. Mm-hmm. So thank you again. We love thank you. you so mwah, much, mwah, mwah, mwah. We will talk thank to you soon. And um, that's another episode of A Little Something Extra wrapping up. Everybody is born with a little something extra. And sometimes they just have to find it. A little something extra is that superpower that every single one of us has inside that motivates us and drives our passion and and makes us do the things that we do. 
we're all on the same team. Let's think about how we can make that team as inclusive as we can. For those of you listening to our podcast right now, you can also check out our video podcast at a little something extra podcast.org.